This podcast deals with adult subject matter, including depictions of drug addiction, prostitution, sexual assault, and rape. Parental guidance is suggested. Officer Daniel Holtzclaw with the police department for three years is accused of raping and sexually assaulting women he pulled over while on the job. He said, come on, come on, just a minute, just a minute. I said, sir, I can't do this. I said, you're going to shoot. Tell me your description of him. He's black. He's okay. Black male. What did your daughter tell you? She said, I met this really hot cop. So this is good evidence? Well, you tell me. The following episode contains investigative events which occurred on September 16th, 2014. Welcome back to Bates Investigates, Season 1, in defense of Daniel Holtzclaw. I am your host, private investigator and original member of Daniel Holtzclaw's jury trial defense team, Brian Bates, and this is Episode 22. The investigation in Oklahoma City Police Spring Lake District Patrol Officer Daniel Holtzclaw began with an off-the-clock traffic stop on June 18, 2014. Later that same day, Officer Holtzclaw was relieved of his badge, gun, and patrol car and placed on administrative leave with pay. Two months and seven alleged victims later, on August 21st of 2014, Officer Holtzclaw is arrested on nine criminal complaints and held on a $5 million bond. A week later, on August 29th, Oklahoma City Police Officer Daniel Holtzclaw is formally criminally charged in Oklahoma County with 16 felony offenses, ranging from stalking and burglary to procuring lewd exhibition and rape. Holtzclaw's family hires prominent Oklahoma City criminal defense attorney Scott Adams, who immediately files for a motion to have Holtzclaw's bond reduced. Less than a week later, on September 3, 2014, Oklahoma County Judge Timothy Henderson lowers Holtzclaw's bond from $5 million to $500,000. And with that, on September 5, 2014, Officer Daniel Holtzclaw walks out of the Oklahoma County Jail with his lawyer, Mr. Adams. But while Holtzclaw is free from jail, he is not free to move about as he pleases. He is released with an ankle monitor and on house arrest to his parents' home, an hour and a half away in Enid, Oklahoma. Holtzclaw is allowed to attend doctor's visits and to travel to and from his lawyer's downtown Oklahoma City office each Thursday so that he can assist in his own defense. But the prosecution isn't done with their investigation. In fact, even though Officer Holtzclaw has already been arrested and now charged, they are just now getting around to interviewing some key players previously identified in this investigation. On September 12th, Detective Davis placed a telephone call to a Mr. Edwin Smith. He's the man Sherry Ellis was cheating on her then-boyfriend with. Smith confirms that Ellis told him previously that she had been raped, but it was by a black police officer. On the same day, Detective Davis instructs another officer to compile a list of all females Officer Holtzclaw encountered on June 17th and 18th of 2014. This list will for the first time, reveal the name of the teenage accuser whose DNA has already been located on the fly of Holtzclaw's uniform pants. Three days later, on September 15th, Detective Davis interviews accuser Sherry Ellis's live-in boyfriend at the time, Terry Mack, 
Mack told Detective Davis that on the night of the alleged rape, Ellis did tell him that she was raped. But again, she says it's by a black male police officer. In the midst of all of this, Oklahoma City Police sex crimes detectives Kim Davis and Rocky Gregory are still actively pursuing even more alleged victims. The day after speaking with Terry Mack, Detective Davis receives a phone call from probation and parole officer Jack Bowling on September 16th. Bowling says that he is an offender on probation in his office by the name of Kayla Lyles and that she claims that she too has been raped by Officer Daniel Holtzclaw. Davis tells Bowling to keep her there and that she is en route to interview her. Shortly thereafter, Detectives Davis and Homan arrive at 1131 West Sheridan and met with 29-year-old Kayla Lyles in a small conference room. The following is the audio recording from that interview and was obtained exclusively by Bates Investigates. As with most of these investigative interviews, the audio very much has an echo. I've tried to clean it up as much as possible. This interview is approximately 23 minutes long, and I will be discussing the relevant facts in the next episode. Sit. Where are you going to sit? You want to sit right Okay. Are you standing, Kim, or no, get me to ride? Or? Where are you going to sit? Oh, she's shutting on the door. Kevin, did your parents stay? Whoa. Did your parents stay on the court? Yeah. Why didn't you call me? I had lost the cart. Mm. I'm going to take notes and I'm going to record because we forget to work. We're old and we have to do a report. All right. I know who you are, Kayla Miles. What are you on probation for? Um, CDS with intent and marijuana. Yeah. And I don't care. So I'm just asking these. How long have you been on probation? For about two and a half years. Why didn't I look that up? How long has Jack been your probation officer? Um, for about a year and a half. How old are you? 29. Did you... When was your last appointment with Jack? Um, last month on the 9th. What is today? September, so August, August 9th? 19th. 19th. August 19th. Do you come every month? Yes. So then did you go in July? Um, no. No, I don't think so. Did you miss or did you? I think I missed. What about June? I went in that day. What did you tell him today for me to come down here? Um, I told him that I was in a process when I trying to recover from that officer had um, six Abuse me, rape me. Have you told anybody before you told Jack? No, but my mom. Did you tell your mom after I met with her or before? Um, I think after. Because was she questioning why I was looking for you? Yeah. 
what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to take notes, but you walk us through that day or that night. Was it daytime or nighttime? It was nighttime. Do you remember what month it was? Mm, no, let's get you. No. Tell me, where were you walking? I was walking down 16th and heading from a friend's house. Okay, which, when you say you were walking down 16th, were you going east or west? What streets? You were walking east? Yeah. Okay. And he stopped me and asked what I was doing. And I would tell him I was sitting from a friend's house. And so he ran my name. On the radio or the computer? I believe it was on the computer. And he seen that I was clear. And then he asked me, like, could he give me a ride home? And I was like, no, I, I'd rather walk because me and my boyfriend was arguing that night. And Why did you want to walk? Because I wanted just to take a walk, you know, give me a little thinking time for me and my boyfriend from arguing. Did you tell him that or were you just saying, I just would rather walk? I told him that. And you told him you had a fight with your boyfriend? Yeah, and he was like trying to refuse to let me walk. How, when you say he's trying to refuse, how did he, what did he say that made you feel like he was trying to refuse? He was like, it's too late at night for you to be out here and and it really wasn't that late. And it was like, let me just give you a ride. I was already in the back seat of the police car. So he said, I'm gonna and take you on that so I know you that's where you're going. And I asked him So to I know me. where you're going? Yeah. And so he asked him to take me halfway and You asked him to take you? Yeah, halfway. halfway Why? Why halfway? Because it looked in the neighborhood that where I was at, it looked strange for a police that is to take me somewhere, and I didn't want to get that rip on me. Blame And he acted like he was going to stop and let me out, but he kept on going and took me uh, between these buildings. Okay, hang on a second. When he's taking you. Which, is he driving on 16th, or did he go down a different street? He went down 16th. East or west? East. And then where did he go? And then he went like a block off of 16th and went into a, a vacant school building part and parked between them. He searched me. Hang on. So a vacant school building. Did he park like in the parking lot of the vacant school building? Uh, he he drew over the and like in the grass part in the buildings between the buildings of it. He parked between the buildings. Yeah. Okay, go real slow. Then what happened? And he opened the car door and he just started searching me. And Were you still sitting in the car, or had he, he had you get out to search? He told me to get out, but I didn't get all the way out. And then show me kind of what you did. Like, pretend this is the seat of the scout car. I was just sitting on the edge, trying to finish getting out. But he was standing right there, grabbing on his dick, and he said, "I bet that pussy is wet." Okay, hang on a second. So when you're sitting on the edge, are your feet 
in the police car or are they on the ground outside on the, the ground. police car? And you said he was grabbing on his dick. Was it still inside of his pants? Yeah, at the time it was. And he, tell me what he said to you. I, I bet that pussy is wet. What did you say? I didn't say nothing. I was just shocked that he said it. And then that's when he started proceeding and pulling his pants down and made me give him head. Okay, did he pull his pants down? How far? Like halfway, because I felt his um, some kind of like a gun or something. It kept hitting my my backside. How's it hitting your backside when you're giving him head? No, I'm just saying after I gave him head. Okay, let's let's talk about the head first. Did he okay. pull his pants down for the head? He put him just halfway. Was his penis erect when it came out of his pants, or it was, was hard? He had a hard on. Did he say anything to put it, or did he just put it in your mouth? It was based as he was like forcing me when I, I didn't know what to do. I was scared and I didn't want him to do nothing more or threaten me or anything. Did he threaten you? Only thing he had said was like, tomorrow night I want to see you again. Was that, when did he say that? After all of it was done? Yes. Okay, well, so you were, so he just put it in your mouth? Yes, and it was making me trying to suck him. How long did he keep it in your mouth? Not very, very long. It was just like a nippus. I think he was like rushing and turning to it. You think he was what? Like, like he was rushing and like he was kind of... Purring up? Yeah. When it was in your mouth, was he moving it in and out? Are you still sitting in the car? Yeah, until he told me to bend over. Okay, what? So did he stop? He took it out of your mouth. Then what did he say? He said, pull my pants down. He was like, let me see if you got anything hiding or stuffed up in there. And he said that after he put it in your mouth? After he finished that, done putting it in my mouth. And then he said... Do you say, now let me uh, pull your pants down and let me see if you ain't got nothing stuffed in there or whatnot. Okay, so where did you pull your pants to? I just pulled them halfway. Did you stand up to do that? Yeah, I had to. So did he look and see if you had anything? Yeah. How did he do that? Because he, he felt on me one night and then had me open my shirt and open my panties and stuff. Was that before or after he had you pull your pants down? Yeah, well, when he was, told me to get some head, he had told me to, he had searched me, like halfway searched me, and then he told me to finish up searching myself. And then <clears throat> that's when he started telling me to give him some hair, and then after uh, he stopped. Okay, let me let me get my orders right. So when had he taken had he started playing with his pink with his dick before or after he had 
pinking at your shirt and all that stuff. That was before he was he was playing with himself before he had me do that. Okay, so he's playing with himself. Then does he start feeling on you, or does he put his penis in your mouth? He like he like just try to look at my boobs, and then that's when he put his penis in okay. my mouth. Did he touch your boobs? No, but he just okay. pulled, you know, he just did like that kind of touch. So he touched him like this? Yeah, but after that he told me like this to pull my shirt backwards or not. So he touched your boobs before he put his penis in your mouth? Yeah, and then he put it in. Did he have you show your boobs before he put it in? Yes. Okay. Did he have you show your panties before he put it in your mouth? No. Okay, so he felt your boobs and had and looked at your boobs, and then he put his penis in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Then he t takes his penis out of your mouth, and he tells you to pull your pants down because he needs to check. Mm-hmm. Then what was the next thing he did? That's when he told me to pull my pants down and bend over. Okay. So, are you leaning against his car, or? I was halfway inside the back seat, and with my legs on the ground. So, your upper body, is, is it kind of laying in the seat? Okay, what happened? And he did it, he, he was fucking me for a while or not. In your vagina or in your bottom? In my vagina. Okay. And after that, I I guess he was through. I guess he had a call or something. And I walked home from there. Did he wear a condom? No. Did he come? No. How do you know? Because I didn't, I didn't have nothing like liquids in my stomach. Didn't have anything draining out? Yeah. How long do you think his penis was in your vagina? I want to say about five or ten minutes. How did it end? I mean, what caused him to stop? Yeah. I don't know. I think he just had a, a, a call or something. Or the, I guess people start driving down the street from a distance from he could see. And I don't know. What did he say when he was done? that I want to see you tomorrow night around the same time. What'd you say to him? I just told him, like, uh, okay. And I just rushed walking home. Did he follow you or anything? No. I think he sat there for a minute. So how far did you have to walk then? Um, about that time, I was at my boyfriend's house, and it went in uh, like uh, about, a, I want to say about a mile. Did you tell your boyfriend? Immediately when I got to the house. What's his name? James Anderson. Huh? James Anderson. I got to talk to him, and I can talk to him over the phone if he feels more comfortable. How do I get a hold of him? Um, he have a cell phone. It's nine. See a blackmail? Yeah. Do you know when his birthday is? Yes, January 73. What did James 
say when you told him? Told me to call the police immediately. Why didn't you? I was scared. And that's fine. Did you ever tell anybody else? No, not until y'all came and my mom. Had you seen that officer before this contact ever before? Yes. Uh, I was driving my boyfriend's car and we got pulled over and I didn't have a license and he's on my city tickets. How, how long before was that, before this stop? I think it was about almost a year, maybe almost a year. And he wrote you some tickets? Yeah. Were you with anybody when you were driving your boyfriend's car? Just with my boyfriend. Same boyfriend, James Anderson? And so he gave you some tickets? Yeah. And let you go? Yeah. Have you seen him after that stop? Mm -hmm. Probably just in the area but driving. But not ever contact with you? No. He didn't see you the next night when he asked to see you again? No, I stayed in. Any other contacts before the tickets? No. What made you finally come to call today? It was, I knew it was like a, almost like a deadline and I've been watching the news and I guess it's like if nobody else like will come forward with them, they'll probably let them go. And I didn't want that happen. So, do you know any of the other victims? No, not offhand. Have you talked to this about any of the girls? No. Yeah, has any other girls said that happened to me, or do you know of any other? No, no. Do you have any clothes that haven't been washed? But like what you were wearing that night, have you washed those clothes or have you not washed those clothes? Um, I'll have to go through them and see. I, Do you I, know what you were wearing? Really, I don't. Do you, can you tell me to give me a little bit of time? You've only had contact with them twice. Tickets and then this time. Was it summer months? Was it warm outside? It was warm. It was warm? Okay. Um, I'm going to take a DNA sample from you. Are you fine with that? Okay. It's just Q-tips on the inside of your mouth. Have you had that done before? Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions of us? No. Kayla is K-A-L-A? Yes. L-Y-L-E-S? Yes. You're, I'm filling out this form. We're, we're at 1131? Yes. Let's share. This is a, you allowing me to just take a DNA sample. If you will sign that and date that. And it's, this is, if you want to read it, you can read it. You don't have to let me do this, but you're letting me do that without a search warrant. Sex crime, 
whether the bad guy's a policeman or a regular person, we, the Y offers free counseling. Are you interested in any of that? I'm going to give you my card today, and you can call me because I don't think I have any Y stuff with me, and you can call me, and um, I'll get you the information and the number you need to call for some free counseling, okay? Open. Did, is James the one that brought you in here today? No. Who, who was your ride? Um, my ride is my neighbor. Did they stay or? They still out there. Okay. Did, uh, Do you have a phone? Yes. Where are you living? I stay with my mom uh, on 101st and Hassley. Where, where we found your parents? Yeah. You're staying there? Yeah. Give me the address. One North Hassley. H-A-H-A-S-L-E-Y. And what's your cell phone number? 405-5-6. Do you remember anything out of the norm? Uh, that we should know about anything upon his body, person, his penis. Oh, I know what I want to ask you. No, other than he have tattoos. He does. Where were his tattoos? On his arm. Human, whatever. It's just designs like this. I did. That's one thing I didn't get from you. I know you said you've been watching the news. Have you seen his pictures on the news? I saw it once. Every time I it then came on, I been I missed it. But like last week when they showed it again, when I guess when he was in court, uh, that's when I saw his face and it was him. Okay. And so he has tattoos. And you pointed to the is it on this arm? Right, I think he yeah, had on both arms. I'm not mistaken. And Did it was just designs? Yeah, it just like little markings. Like. Did he take his shirt off for you to see that? or No, you can see, see it. Under his sleeve? Yeah. I know what I didn't ask. when You, you said when he was behind you, something was hitting you. Yeah, I don't know if it was his walkie-talkie or his gun, or I don't know what it was. Where was it hitting on your body? It was like on my my butt part. When he your was left or right side? My left-hand side. Did you say anything to him about it? After a while, when I, when I noticed he wasn't going to stop, I did. What'd you say? I was like, something to keep poking me. And he was like, he said some remark. I can't remember, but he just continued doing it. So was it a smart look remark, or was it? Like, he wasn't paying attention to me. Was he saying anything while he was doing it to you? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, just moaning and stuff. You got any questions? No. Okay, I'm going to give you my card. You, I'm going to give you a couple okay. since you lost the last one. Um, there. <laughs> you call me, and I'll get you in touch with some counseling. Okay. okay. Do you need anything else? Your ride's still here? Yeah, we're right here. You want to grab Jack while I pack yeah. it? Because I think he has to walk you out. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are here. Thank you, Kayla. Thanks for having the guts and strength to come forward.
Detective Davis returns to police headquarters to request additional information to corroborate Kayla Lyles' allegations. The first thing she looks for are when the police records show that Officer Holtzclaw may have indeed had contact with Lyles. This includes things like police database searches, tickets or arrests, calls to dispatch, and patrol car AVL. Detective Davis is able to confirm at least three contacts Officer Holtzclaw most likely had with Lyles over the span of three months, from April to June of 2014. More importantly, she finds patrol car AVL, or GPS, and it indicates Officer Holtzclaw drove Lyles to the same abandoned school, or park, where accuser Ellis says she was taken almost a month and a half before Lyles. Despite the damning nature of this new evidence, there are serious discrepancies that shouldn't have been ignored, but were. I'll save those details for the next episode. If you want to see all of the police reports and other documents used to compile this episode, please visit this episode's homepage at HoltzclawTrial.com. This serialized podcast of the state of Oklahoma versus Daniel Holtzclaw follows the timeline and perspective of the prosecution but with the scrutiny of the defense. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a five-star review. You can also follow updates on this season's Facebook page at In Defense of Daniel Holtzclaw or on Twitter and Instagram at Holtzclaw Trial. Bates Investigates Season 1 In Defense of Daniel Holtzclaw is researched, produced, and edited by me, Brian Bates. This has been a Bug Stomper production. Bugs. <laughs>